Welcome to a special episode of the Talent Talks podcast from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. I'm Alan Caesar. As part of Embry-Riddle's Aviation Week, we're meeting with three representatives from FedEx. They are visiting campus to talk to students in our Aviation Maintenance Science program who are recipients of the Purple Runway Aviation Scholarship. Uh, now, rather than introduce you guys myself, uh, I'd like to hand that off so the listeners can get to know your voices. Uh, Scott, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is uh, Scott Ogden. I'm VP of Aircraft Maintenance at, at FedEx. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, I've got uh, about 3,000 mechanics and staff that report uh, up through me, and we maintain uh, a fleet of about 420 airplanes at, at the moment and growing, uh, Airbuses and Boeings and other, other fleet types. And we also do uh, some of our uh, internal hangar maintenance, maintenance around uh, our system, mainly in uh, Memphis, Indianapolis, and Los Angeles. That's great. And Tony? My name's Anthony Castro. I'll go by Tony. Um, 29 year uh, with FedEx and I'm a senior manager within aircraft maintenance responsible for manpower planning and business, business analysis. I was a uh, graduate of Embry-Riddle back in 1991, professional aeronautics. I uh, went to uh, a satellite campus. So I think that's what you know now as worldwide. Um, so uh, yeah, 30 years ago. That's great. Doug? Yeah, my name is Doug Johnson. I uh, graduated from Embry-Riddle back in 1991 as well, the Daytona Beach campus with a degree in aviation technology um, with the AMT and avionics combined. Uh, I'm currently a manager at FedEx, aircraft maintenance manager, and my primary area of responsibility is the apprentice AMT program, but uh, I do other tasks as required. Now, you two both graduated in 91, but totally different campuses, so you didn't know each other at all, I'm assuming. No, we didn't. Uh, no, have uh, you guys worked together at FedEx now? Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually report to Tony, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we got, uh, we got a boss <laughs> relationship here. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> um, what's, um, when did you find out that you were both Embry-Riddle alumni? I we just recently actually when we I guess a couple months ago we we started talking about coming down uh, here this week and uh, that's when we actually were discussing and found out that we were both uh, and then actually this week we're as we discuss more you know the same year that we graduated so it was kind of unique. Um. Now, uh, clearly this uh, Purple Runway program must be very important to FedEx since you're, you know, you're willing to send three people to our campus to talk to students about it, one of them being the VP of Aircraft Maintenance. Um, as an introduction to this for to our listeners who might not know about this program, can you tell us, uh, Scott, can you tell us a bit about the mission of Purple Runway and why it's so important to FedEx? Sure. Well, it's actually, interestingly, it's, it's, it, it's important to the industry as much as it is FedEx. Uh, we, you know, the, over the last uh, you know few years, um, you know, especially from a technical side, it's it's been hard uh, recruiting and, and uh, finding people uh, that uh, either are experienced or even staying in the aviation field. So we we gave that some consideration. Thought, so how can we get at uh, some of these people to uh, help fill our needs uh, at FedEx, but also. Uh, in the aviation industry because again there's a lot of people that are retiring and will be in the next several years and it ju just wasn't seeing that same number of people coming uh, into the industry so we we believe that this would be a a, a way to help people that are, are in uh, aviation or are in school uh, financially so they can complete their education and then hopefully come and and join fedex 
So it's uh, like I said, it's it's two piece. It's it's about FedEx and it's about uh, the aviation industry itself. Now, Tony, you've been there uh, for 29 years at FedEx. Uh, what's kept you around so long? It's a great company, and I've I've only been in this position for just over a year, and I've held so many different other positions within FedEx, and that's that really is why I've been around for so long is because I've had the ability to go to other areas, to other locations. I did a three-year stint in Asia for FedEx Express, so as aircraft maintenance manager, so just the, the so many opportunities to do different things is is why I've been around. Yeah. And it's a good point about, you know, the flex, you know you, you've got to certainly have some flexibility, you know, coming into this aviation, you know, business as well. But there's opportunities all over, as Tony said, all over the world. It's, it's not even just here in the States. And really as a testimony to, to what Scott was just saying about, you know, the internal candidates, I mean, I went that route as well. I got on at FedEx Express uh, just as a part-time handler uh, before I got into maintenance. But the thing is, is I didn't have to do that very long. The sacrifice is not that big. Um, I was fortunate enough within less than a year to to be able to to go into another, uh, to into maintenance. So uh, the testimony is that there are a lot of candidates uh, who want to get on with us in, in aircraft maintenance, and they're doing that. They're making that sacrifice to, to work as like a part-time handler for a short period of time. Well, so normally you guys would be meeting uh, in person with a large group of students uh, to take their questions. But since that's not really possible with the pandemic, that's why I'm here with you today. Uh, or you're here with me, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> you know, um, We're here together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, uh, so we asked students uh, what questions they had for you. And I am uh, merely acting as their mouthpiece. Um, uh, so one student asked, uh, you know, what you look for in a scholarship recipient. And I think I would like to clarify that if I understand correctly, you know, FedEx uh, establishes a scholarship and sets the criteria for that scholarship, but you guys don't actually choose the individual recipients, do you? No. So we, yeah, we, we leave that uh, to, to the school. We, we provide, you know, those funds, but uh, yeah, who would know the students any better than, than, than the faculty here at, at Embry-Riddle? Uh, so yes, we leave that decision up to, uh, up to the school. But I can say after meeting uh, some of them here within the last hour, whoever did do that did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gosh, yeah, they're, they're it's, great it's so much fun to yeah. see. Yeah. Absolutely. Why is, it, uh, why is it important to have a diverse workforce? Why do, why do you feel like that's an important, important part of this initiative? Uh, diversity itself is important because you, know, you have people that you know, think uh, differently. Of course, this is a, has been a male-dominated business uh, forever. And it's quite refreshing, actually, to see from the scholarship standpoint that uh, almost half the scholarship recipients this last year and this year uh, are females. And we've done a lot of work with women in aviation and everything. So it's, it's, it's really nice to see that there are women uh, coming into this business because they are absolutely capable of doing uh, what men can do. And um, this is providing uh, some of those women the opportunity to, to, to get a start in, um, in, in the aviation career. What experience do you look for in a potential employee? Uh, you, you know, attitude, if you will, is is really, you know, almost number one. 
you know, you train for you, you, a higher for attitude and train for skill. You may have you may, you may have heard that before. Uh, that's a component, especially from a new and no experienced, you know, employee. We do a little bit of both. You know, we we hire people with experience, and I'm talking around about mechanics, A and P mechanics. And so th- when we're doing that, we're we're looking as much for the technical abilities, but we're looking for folks with uh, good attitudes that uh, are self-starters and um, want to be with the company for a long time. We've got a, a long history, a long employees. In fact, Tony had said he's 20 to 29 years. So I guess I'm making him look young because I'm 36 years with the company. I wish I was 36 years old. Well, we're definitely also, you know, obviously looking for A and P mechanics. I mean, that's the oh. the focus of the of, of the need is is A and P mechanics. So those obviously seeking to track is an A and P. So I might just to add a little bit around that, you know, attitude part. Um, and of course, you know, new students too are are energetic, and it it's so refreshing to see, you know, that that's out there. So we 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 are looking for you know for 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 that in, in employees. I've seen and would would rather work with people with with great attitudes, self starters that don't have experience. Then uh, you know, I, I think they can outwork some some people that I've seen with experience that just because of their attitude, you know, it's just somebody that's really wouldn't be helpful to uh, our company or, or probably any other company for that matter. Well, so uh, related to that, and maybe we've uh, already exhausted this avenue, but uh, a student asked if I if I want to work for for FedEx, but I have no experience in aviation maintenance besides my school, what should I do to get a job? Is there a way to get additional training or experience? Yes, I mean, I can start um, and I can just share my own testimony as well, is that, um, uh, you know, to get in with, you know, we have the apprentice program, the the apprentice AMT program where you don't need experience, you just need your AMP. And of course, we've already talked a little bit about that those uh, those jobs get taken primarily from internal candidates from those who are who are working part-time or working in uh, another uh, location um, so the 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 best opportunity for you for to get on with us without uh, experience is to um, to get on with FedEx doing some type of part-time job um, and then looking out for those uh, apprentice positions that that we do have open up which is actually occurring more than in the past. So um, that's a great opportunity if you don't have experience is our apprentice program. Yeah. Doug, can you tell us a bit more about the apprentice program? The FedEx's traditional requirement for, for as long as I know has been to have, you know, to get into aviation maintenance as an AMT is to have 36 months experience working on heavy jets. And, uh, you know, one one way of getting that experience is, is our apprentice amt program and right now we have approximately a hundred or so apprentices system-wide i'm always looking for opportunities to grow the program and uh you know it's not it's not impossible for us to to hire from outside the company for those positions in fact about a year ago i was able to post a couple of positions uh external uh in memphis but um you know, it is like Tony was saying, it is kind of a challenge because there are so many internal candidates that are going to schools, have their certifications, and they've been working inside the company in some capacity 
uh, and they, they have visibility to the internal postings before they can ever go external. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the primary avenue for somebody with no experience, but the other, the other avenue would be, I guess, to go work for an MRO-type facility or another airline and get that experience there. And that's, that's kind of the avenue I took. You know, I, I was fortunate when I graduated uh, Hambry-Riddle here to get picked up by Delta Airlines, and I worked for about 14 years at Delta. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience, a great learning opportunity. And it, uh, you know, post 9-11, when the airlines weren't doing so well, FedEx is waiting. And uh, I was able to, to, about 16 years ago, jump into a, a position in our maintenance control facility at FedEx. Um, worked a couple of years on the on the Douglas desk there, which is basically a call center for aircraft maintenance, where we kind of coordinate and command things. And um, you know, I only stepped into management here two years ago, so <laughs> you never know where this business can take you. And I, I think it's a it's a great business to be in. A great opportunity. A lot of people ask, you know, what's the, the you know what's the secret sauce to get into you know FedEx? And really, what Doug just described really is that secret sauce today and that is getting you know a, a part-time position somewhere in the company or any position in you know in the company and and then when you know that op- we have an opening you're able to uh, you know fill those positions and it's almost exclusively how we do our hiring with with a, an exception that comes up not very often in fact the two positions that Tony talked about we went external that's the first time and I think the last time we actually even went and that was for, for two positions and that was in Memphis. So the secret sauce is to get on somewhere, uh, you know, internally and, and work your way through the company. And as Doug said, if, you know, if it's the experience you want to go get, that's the apprentice program. If it's the experience you want to get and then come back in, then, you know, absolutely an MRO, uh, a regional, you know, carry. These are all terrific places to get, you know, work experience too. And then if in our case, FedEx, you know, we're hiring for experience and not apprentice, you know, apprentice being you we don't we're not looking for people with any experience we don't want it in fact we want to provide that experience that's the whole point of the apprentice program is about so okay well and that definitely speaks to the longevity you know that the junior guy in this room has been there for 16 years <laughs> that's that's fantastic i mean clearly there's something in the water there i guess <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrific terrific company people service profit is what what, what does it yeah now, uh, so what does a day-to-day life look like for a technician at FedEx? We have, we I think we kind of pride ourselves on developing a lot of technical uh, tools for our AMTs, and and one of those is b- being able to prepare for the plane when it before it even gets there. So that's primarily what the AMT is doing in the first um, hour to two of their day is preparing for the plane that's coming. Um, you know, looking to see um, what kind of write-ups are uh, on the airplane already uh, that are deferred and um, they can even you know look to see if the parts are stored there in in their location Uh, so they can start troubleshooting before the plane even gets there so their first couple hours of work is is obviously uh, done that way and then of course when the plane you know gets there uh, meeting with the crew doing the walk around looking for those uh, uh, looking for those things on the plane that that have
have to be taken care of immediately because we have a lot of flights uh, that that turn within you know an hour hour and a half. Uh, it's just the state of our business, and uh, so. You know they're they're out at the airplane uh, predominantly the next uh, couple hours, uh, especially if the plane's going to turn, um, getting it ready to go back, and then of course they're the next hour after that they're um, you know kind of recapping what they did if they put if they push the airplane out and the plane's gone, um, they're probably going to have another plane as well um, uh, to go to, um, and then after all of our fleet's gone, you know they're uh, kind of looking and. Um, hopefully is what we've kind of built built our tools around they're looking at the planes coming in the next day um, so that's that's part of their day and of course in the aviation industry no day day is the same so uh, they you know kind of com, com, compare uh, our plan for things uh, for tomorrow but um, yeah that's kind of the day and what Tony described, it kind of is the day in the life of a, a mechanic. And, you know, one thing around what, you know, a FedEx and, you know, our brand name means re- reliability. And uh, we, we there, there's a lot that we do with uh, uh, tools from iPads to uh, uh, a tooling on, on the airplane, uh, looking and finding ways that we can improve the reliability uh, on our airplanes and, and prevent delays, you know, at, at departure, especially. We're very time sensitive business. So that um, that wraps up the questions I had from students, but that uh, leads into something I was curious about. How has uh, aviation maintenance changed in the last, you know, say, twenty years with, uh, you know, w- with sort of the widespread accessibility of, you know, diagnostic computers, iPads, and so on? Um, what what are sort of the more major changes in the uh, in the industry and in the work recently? I'd say, you know, moving away from paper in general, uh, you're, you're right. The iPads, we, we've incorporated iPads in our work environment. Mechanics carry iPads out with them. They can document maintenance. They can, they can pull up, uh, you know, tech data right there at the airplane. They can do documentation of maintenance. And we're just starting to incorporate the electronic maintenance release um, process. So we're getting away from paper altogether. So that's, that's one of the things. But airplanes are, are airplanes airplanes i mean they're they're pretty much the same animal it's just how best we deal with the situations that arise and we're always looking for ways uh to shorten span times you know attack problems before they occur uh that sort of thing yeah we do a lot of work with, with lean and continual improvement you know items as well right to, to, to work on some of our out of service events and and, and span time and uh, you know as doug mentioned with the uh, you know the ipads the ipad is literally that is our logbook we we don't have logbooks on the airplane at all anymore and all of our technical data there is there is nothing our mechanics need to go at least technical wise manuals uh, back to the office for it's it's it it's there um if there's a write-up, the flight crews have their own iPads as well, and they put their write-up in the iPad. It populates on the mechanics, and the mechanic can respond and clear the item and do it, everything right at, at the airplane up to and, and, and even ordering parts from, from the airplane as well. So it's it's really exciting, you know, stuff. And having watched this for you know for 40 years, where it, you know at least where I started to where where it is now, and uh, and it's a new generation of AMTs and mechanics out there too that really in, embrace this. Uh, you know this technology as well and and then on on the side of the airplane of enhancements you know there's um um 
health monitoring systems that are built into the airplanes, especially the 777, the later model airplanes, that the airplanes are are telling you what they're doing in route, and that's feeding the iPad, and there's prompts. If they're having, if that airplane's having a problem, they can they can see that come up on their computer saying, oh, I might have a, you know, I, I, something going wrong with a, a relay or a sensor or, or a valve, and it will prompt the mechanic to, okay, well, I see this problem, it's coming. Uh, the airplane's not here yet, but I'm going to order that that prompt is telling me i need valve abc and i'm going to order it and have it at the airplane when it arrives and it's just it's really um, um it's really fun stuff we've installed some interesting equipment in the airplanes that i think it's interesting anyway it's you know one would be the the hud head-up display enhanced uh, flight vision system allows our airplanes to to fly into airports that aren't really served by by cat three approaches or anything like that and they can they can fly those airplanes in there when the visibility is below minimums for a regular approach if they can make out the the uh the airport and the head-up display with the enhanced vision you go ahead and land same you know low visibility takeoffs as well um the other system i think is neat is the uh the main deck fire suppression systems man that's that's pretty cool it's uh you know it's got a system that'll detect you know, if a, it's a great safety enhancement on the main deck, if it detects a, a heat signature in a container, it'll run back there and pierce the container and, and, and inject a fire, fire suppression agent. And, uh, you know, it's interesting technology. I'd Interesting technology and huge, huge safety advantage. A big, big part of aviation safety. In fact, uh, interestingly enough, a couple of the uh, scholarship uh, recipients today are, are, are th- that's where they're headed into the safety side of the business, which is awesome. That's great. Now, I sense that uh, all of you have worked hands-on in aviation maintenance. Am I reading you correctly? You, you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all- well, go ahead. I don't want to keep talking. You got, we, yeah, we're, we we've all we all started out out as mechanics. Oh, that's great. Um, now, as, as you have sort of a little bit less of a hands-on role these days, do you guys have hobbies to keep your hands busy? I know I'm I'm a giant car guy, and like I have a desk job now, but I definitely have my own. You know, I've got a garden. I've got bikes that I work on. Do you guys have uh, uh, hobbies? I, I I can't speak for Tony and, and and Doug, but yeah, I've got a. I don't know if it's a hobby or addiction, but uh, I I I ride a lot of motorcycles. I got an El Camino 1970 and or had, and uh, I I I fly uh, privately on on the side as well. Yeah, Scott and I are both pilots. I'm a flight instructor. I like to uh, do that kind of stuff on the side. It keeps me. I actually had my pilot license, my private pilot license, before I got my AMP license, and uh, I've just always enjoyed aviation from the from the ground level on up. Yeah, I've got um, uh, three kids, five grandkids, with two more grandkids on the way. So that that pretty much keeps <laughs> me busy traveling to see them in on my spare time. So. That's great. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me, guys. Uh, we're all out of time, and uh, you guys got to get your flight on out of here. So thanks for thanks for joining me. This has been great. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's great to be here. This episode of Talent Talks is a production of the Embry-Riddle Office of Philanthropy and Alumni Engagement in collaboration with the College of Aviation and with support from Cassie Redmire and Greg Holback. We're coming at you from Embry-Riddle's College of Aviation in Daytona Beach, Florida. This episode was recorded and edited by me, Michelle Day is our program manager. 
Bill Thompson is Executive Director of Alumni Engagement, and Tony Brown is Executive Director of Communications. Please send us your thoughts about our show. Visit alumni.erau.edu slash podcast and click the feedback link. I read all your messages. Thanks for downloading us. We'll see you next time.